Hi, my name's Lee. Welcome to Beyond the Panels. This week, I had the opportunity of sitting down with comic creator Craig Johnson and discussing his new project, Project Savior. Unfortunately, the interview you're about to hear is take number two. Our initial interview was lost due to technical errors, so I hope you enjoy. Uh, I'm sorry you do not get to hear that original interview, but this one is just as good. Thanks again! Uh, My name's Craig Johnson, and I write, illustrate, letter, and publish Project Saviour. It's a comic I've been working on most of my adult life now. So Project Saviour is completely... Yeah, just me. There is only me. Not through lack of trying, but... Well, it's it's a very wonderful story um, with a unique take. Um, I love specifically your your art style and stuff that you've decided to go it wasn't my idea um i i wanted it full color because i thought full color would be the way forward and my friend who's always pushing us to like get it done she said why don't you just do it black and white and i was like no because it's half arsonist and i don't want to half arse it so we'll (laughs) just do it like sin city where you've got one color and just do the red i was like "Uh, i'll give it a go and I hated how much I liked it when it came out. I was like, ah, <laughs> damn it. She's like, so is that a, you're going to do it like that from now on? I was like, hush, hush now. This was the plan all along. So your character is is very intriguing. Would you mind telling us some of the inspiration you had for the story and the character itself? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I was brought up on... DC comics, particularly Batman, um, and I always, I, I, I've always been into comics in the, in the, in that genre, like the heroes, superheroes and stuff, like Spider Man, Superman, uh, Justice League and whatnot. And I've always wanted, I've always wanted to tell a, a comic story, and I've always wanted to do the old, the, the good old good versus evil, but a, but I wanted to put my own spin on it. Like I love reading, like I love reading Greek mythology. Because Greek mythology, right. I, it's probably not to other people, but I, a lot of Greek mythology is the good. It, it's their version of good and evil. It's like it's their. It was their way of telling stories, like we tell comics now. So I've always been fascinated uh-huh. with the whole. It's like an age-old thing of good versus evil, but it's it's not as simple as that. I found like the more stuff I've read, um, because it, it's not just black and white. You've got gray areas of like. What's a, what you don't wouldn't think would be acceptable is a ne- is sort of like a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to tell a story about someone who I don't I didn't want to go the traditional route of having like a tragic backstory where he like either sees his parents gunned down or his planet blows up or is gets raised by his aunt and uncle. I wanted to tell one where his dad's left, so it was just him and his mom. But he's always he was brought up to do the right thing. Like he doesn't always get it right, but when he finds out that he has powers he doesn't know how he's got them and that's going to be the big mystery that plays out through the story he kind of he knows he has to do something with it instead of being like oh well getting flung into it and then just sort of accepting it like you see in a lot of the comics like oh well i've got these powers what shall i do like he gets them and he's like he knows what sort of a place he lives in he's like i can do some good with this Mm -hmm. but i wanted to flip it and be like well, apparently now DC have stole this idea as well. Of, <laughs> I only just oh. read this today, but my, my original thought was what kind of effect that would have on you mentally if you had powers and you went
went out and tried to save people and then the ramifications of not being able to save everyone how that would sit with you and then dc mm-hmm. just announced that they're doing a whole mini series on this i was like god damn it oh <clears throat> Well, it's it's interesting that you talk about like your views on you know good and evil, as most of the comic is in shades of grey. Yeah. Literally, did I'm assuming because you said you didn't mean to, you wanted it in color. Is this kind of like one of those like yeah, definitely, yeah, it's definitely a happy little accident. Because <laughs> until you just said it there, I was like, oh yeah, grayscale because the whole like grey area. Uh, I'm totally stealing that. <laughs> Shush. Oh yo, no, 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 it's fine. I love, I love when people like sit down and talk about like English professors who go into this vast detail and they're like, the color of the curtains in this story represents the overall oh. mood and the how co- they are the hiding were blue. behind. The curtains were blue. That's that. Yeah, the curtains were blue. Writer, like, yeah, the curtains are blue. <laughs> Is there any hood of the main? No, the blue. Just blue. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, I am thirty-one. I currently have a full-time job repairing phones and computers. Uh, not really much else to tell. I live in the UK and Sunderland. It's in the northeast. It's not a particularly great area, but what can you do? Um, and I've always had a perchance so- for drawing comics so you're our first international yes. guest um have you well, how's the market different over there versus america do you get uh, more i remember from our first uh conversation you mentioned a lot of americans reading your comic and like it's difficult to get the physical copy yeah. over here because yeah like it, it costs a fortune to ship them like I think when it worked i think it's like uh, i think it worked it would work out at over ten dollars to get a physical copy because the sh- because it's, Jeez, I mean, over here it's two, it's two pound fifty for the comic and one pound, and I think it's one pound ten for postage. So if I'm posted anywhere in the UK, it costs one pound ten. So it'd be three pound sixty in total. But to post it to America anywhere is five pound. So then plus the two fifty, wow. so that's seven fifty, which works out at about eleven dollars just to get a <laughs> physical copy. Yeah, I wish there was a cheap. I haven't. I'm I'm trying to find a cheaper way of getting them over there. Um, cause I think, cause that, like the, the, it's totally different here, I feel, to what it would be if I was over there. Cause you guys have, I think, more, not, well, I think audience is the wrong word, but there's more outlets for it. Like the nearest comic book shop to me is an hour away and they really don't care for indie. Or, or they yeah. didn't the last time I went, which was a while ago, in fairness. But the last time I went in, I was like, oh, do you have an indie section? Like, would it be possible to, like, when I finish my comic, put it in? They're like, yeah, put it around there. It's sale or return. <sighs> Just whatever. I was like, okay, then. But it could have changed, because I know indie is on the is on the rise online. I don't know what it's like in stores these days. Well, um, I think it depends on the store. So what has been your experience as being, like, the sole writer and artist and letterer with this comic? Yep. And how long has this been taking you? How long does it take to make one issue? It's harder than I thought it was going to be. Because um, it's a very, it's a, for me, it's all, it's been a bit of a, a long process just to get the first one done. Because I originally came up with the idea about 11 years ago. And I'm still, and I'm still tweaking it now, but I released the first one. But going from having to write it, then draw it then ink it especially when my focus has always been the art but i've had Mm -hmm. to learn i've had to bring the other skills up and learn them as i go and it's much harder than i thought it would be because one of the things like the 
the first issue was the first time I've ever lettered a comic. It's the first time I've lettered anything, to be honest. And that was one of the things that one reviewer took issue with because he called us out on it straight away. He didn't care for it at all. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, That's like your opinion, man. But uh, (laughs) it took... it's been it's been an experience, but it's it's definitely helped shape how I do the next one. Like I've learned a lot from the first and like the feedback that I had with the first as to how I'm doing the second one. The second one I'm currently I'm almost done and it's been just over two months since the first one and I think I'm about two weeks off finishing. Um so nice. I've definitely got the, the 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 time down from eleven years to two months. I feel that that's an improvement. <laughs> I, I would agree. But yes. in fairness, like of those eleven years, like I only re- like I kept getting so far, then stopping because I wanted to fo- I wanted to go back into the story and the law. And then mm-hmm. I think in the space of about two months, not last year, the year before, I did all I finished all of the drawing and all of the inking. But then I was waiting on colorists and they were dropping in and out like flies. And then I redid some pages. And then got it all done within about a month, and then got it printed and started selling it. So I think I think realistically it was about three and a half months for the first, and then I'm so far at two for the second, even though I'm not quite done yet. So as an indie creator, what has been your experience in trying to find kind of that team to work a with? A nightmare, you? like an actual <laughs> painful nightmare. Like I, to be fair, I've only really looked for a colorist, um, because everyone else is expensive including colorists, to be honest, they want a lot of money to color. Like, I think one one guy quoted as $50 per page, which if you're doing 22 pages, wow. you, you never make, you would never make that back. Like, you could sell every single one for three pa- for like $3 a pop and still not even come close to paying off the colorist. Mm-hmm. So I found someone who said they would he would do it for 15 and I was like, well, that, I feel as though 15 maybe. Is this going to be a case of I get what I pay for? No, 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 absolutely not. I was like, right, well, we'll do one as a test. So I sent him one, and it was a, and like he sent it back, and it was amazing. Uh, yeah, it was that. I think I, in our first conversation, I showed you that one where yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, yes, please do all of these. Um, yeah, it was, but the quality dipped every time he did another page. Like it just dipped and it dipped and it dipped, and then when it can't, like he, I think he did six or eight pages in total. But I held back on paying for the last two because I was like, these need more work. They're not good. They're not the same quality as the first one. No, no, no. You agreed. Yeah. And I was like, well, I was kind of hoping to see if they got better, but they didn't. Like, here's the pit first page you did for us. And then here's a second page where you haven't even come. You haven't even colored one of the panels. Like, there's an ambulance that's still in black and white. No, no, no. Yeah, oh yeah so this this went on for a while, and, and in the end, we just decided to call it quits. Um, and I know it's bad; like I should have paid him for the last two pages. But in print, like in from my point of view, they weren't of the standard that they should have been. Like, if you're gonna do a page for fifteen dollars and it's gonna look amazing, you want all of them to look like that. Like, yeah. you can't just be missing colors off panels. And then he was sending like purple buildings. I was like, have you ever colored a building before or seen a building? So we kind of parted ways after that. Um, still struggled to find a colorist, and then I found another one who was going to be sort of a a favor for favor. Like they color mine, and I'll draw theirs later. And got mm-hmm. two pages in, and then I was like, "Look, I'm going to I'm on a 
find a way to like pay for these because they're really good and I want to pay for them. Um, just give us a couple of weeks to get Christmas out of the way. Oh yeah, no bother. Disappeared, never to be heard from again. I was like, wow. what? <laughs> That's kind oh, of she, insane. She did have this thing where she would change my lines and not in a good way. It wasn't like, uh, yeah, it wasn't not... like, it wasn't like fixing them. It was taught like, I had him closing a door in one of the panels and then she changed it so the door, like he had the, the door, like the doorknob was in the middle of his fingers. Like kind of, like, you know, if you do your hand on like that Vulcan style, you know, if you yeah. put your, like that on a doorknob, so the doorknob's coming through like that V. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, what have you done? Why are you like this? It's like, no. So I have to change it back. Um, so that went to pear shape. So I was... I was a bit disgruntled by this, but this was at, this was December last year. So I was kind of like, oh, God damn it. So I left her for a couple of months. And then I think it was um, March, March, must have been March, March, April. No, no, it must have been February. I literally just hammered it from, must have been late February into March, ready for print in April. Like it went out April 8th. And that was with the whole black, black, white, gray and red. And then that was printing and everything. So it went quite quick, actually, when I think about it. Well, your your comic you. is truly awesome. I um, you sent me the first issue to read through, and I you have a, a sense of humor to the darkness <laughs> that just balances it out. I was it, it, at first, I was a bit unsure about the humor because I was like, should I be deadly serious and keep it like you know to the line? And then I was like, to be fair, if it was me, I'd probably joke about it because it would be better than like, oh my god, people are actually shooting at us. Uh, yeah it seems very seems a very human reaction just you know a very real like haha i'm I'm gonna die die. but you know what here's a joke yeah the the there was one that was just literally a deadpool reference like i was writing it out and i was like uh this would be quite a good deadpool reference i feel oh yeah yeah that was wonderful um so when you were growing up what really influenced you what what did yeah. you did you read comic uh, books yeah a lot up? actually whenever oh. i could really um i i had to beg my mom to get us new ones because she wasn't she's never been a big fan of comics or me doing comics it's just not that way um she's more like you need oh. a proper career and i was like to be fair drawing is a career but doesn't accept doesn't accept it's like nope no nah. But I, I inherited a lot of comics as well, so like all the gold, like Silver Age stuff and the Golden Age stuff. Um, but then I got into the films as well and the TV and pretty much anything to do with like comics in any media. Um, I still remember the first time when I, <laughs> the first time I watched Superman the movie. Um, I think I must have been about nine, ten. I got goosebumps watching it. Uh, that to be fair, I had only just sort of discovered that Superman was actually not a dick because I was always under the impression of like, nah, Superman yeah. sucks. Yeah. But he really doesn't. I, I watched Smallville and I was like, oh, he doesn't suck. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> and now I'm like, if anyone says anything, I'm like, you just don't understand because you've never read the character. If you read the character, you would not think this way. I actually listened to your um, Man of Steel episode. Yeah. For the I, I was listening to it the other day and I was like, I enjoy this. Uh, yeah, I meant to say, I meant to say, really? actually, I was really enjoying it. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, I'm so glad. I've, that's um, something I want to do more in the future is I'm going to do more like histories uh-huh. of characters and like who wrote them and stuff. So nice. there'll probably be a pull up about that nice. this coming week. Yeah. So your character is kind of this uh, Deadpool, Batman, just all around badass 
this, I think one of the things I really enjoyed about your story is a lot of creators have this issue where people will go in and say, hey, this um, reminds me a lot of this other type of media or this other character. And I really had a hard time doing that to a specific like, you have a lot of references to other media, but it, it doesn't seem to distort who your character or what it is. Yeah, what that's what I was aiming for. I didn't want people to go in reading it going, oh, he's just trying to do, he's just trying to do another Batman. Um, I mean, if I had to sit, if I had to like break him down, I would say he, he's got the sense of humor from sort of the sort of akin to Spider-Man and to a degree Deadpool. Um, he uses the, he uses mm -hmm. fear in like the dark suit from Batman, but has the moral compass of Superman. That's really intriguing. I'm excited to so see what the story I can never goes get it here. done. <laughs> like the first one was <laughs> basically it was meant to uh, just be a. It was meant to get people to ask questions, not so much answer them. Um, which seems to have most the majority of people have accepted, but there's been a few which have been like, no, I wanted more answers to start with. I think one guy even couldn't tell that it was the same character throughout. I, think, I was wow. like, that's, oh, that's not right. Okay, did you want a neon sign next time or? Right. I'll put a big um, sticky <laughs> note on his forehead. Every I was time like, you see him. okay, so I'll, I'll have to be clearer on that in the future. Yeah. 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 But I think the whole, uh, you know, people not being getting their answers, I think there's a lot of properties that are having that issue with critics being overly critical. Yeah, like, it's questions. weird. Like, I, um, I didn't realize how much you have to have a tough skin when creating comics. Like, I think the first time I got a bad review, it was like someone had took the wind out of us. Um, but the more I've seen it is a case of you can't please everyone. And some people don't want to be pleased. They lit. They literally just want something to overly criticize. They can't. They don't want to find enjoyment in it. Um, I think a lot of reviewers nowadays mm -hmm. they feel they get more reaction and attention if they if they're like if they're destroying something as opposed to people who are like, oh my god, I loved this. Like I don't know why, but I, that's just how I've just found them in doing mine if that makes sense yeah that makes total sense that's it's really a shame um as an indie no, creator do you feel not like at the minute more i have to say or... that of the reviews i've had um which all think is about 20 ish reviews across facebook twitter and even on comic central the website which i've got it on and um, i've only had two really okay. bad reviews and one mixed everyone else has been either four stars or five stars so i, I i'm taking well, that's it as really a win. good yeah I, i'm taking it as well, a obviously. win so the last like it was only recently i got one of the the, the last bad one and i just kind of was like okay that's fine like you're entitled to your opinion i'm not gonna be able to please everyone um fair play and he was like i really wasn't expecting you to take that so well but he compared us to frank miller which he thought was an insult but i took it as a compliment so there's a win there's always a silver lining yeah there you go um if you wouldn't mind giving us a little quote to wrap up um tell us about your experiences and something that kind of encapsulates your feelings on um, making comments if you have an idea if you have an idea like if you're a writer or an artist or whatever and you have an idea but you might not but if you ever feel like it's not worth doing just do it because more more times than not some there is going to be some people out there who are going to enjoy it and that's going to be enough 
because even if one person likes it, you've done your job. Like, you've given someone else something to enjoy, and that's the name, that's the point. I, like, I'm not in it for the money or the fame. I'm in it to just know that other people are enjoying it. Well, that's that's really awesome. Thank you again so much, Mr. Johnson, for joining me on my show. Um, I'm sorry that we had it's to right. do this. It was great. It was, it's been great both times. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again, um, and I will definitely encourage all of the listeners to tune in to follow your uh, thank you your comic on Comic Central. Thanks again for joining us on Beyond the Panels. Craig Johnson can be found on Comic Central and Comixology, as well as Twitter. Check our show notes for the links. Beyond the Panels is written and produced by me, Lee. Our theme was written by Amelia Johnson. You can find out more about Beyond the Panels at beyondpanelspod.wordpress.com or on Twitter at beyondpanelspod. Thanks for listening. Remember to drop a review and stay super.